This is the Genuine Joy Podcast, where we dig deeper into how we attempt to find true happiness while navigating life. We're your hosts, Matt. And Kelsey. And we're bringing you 100% organic and sustainable amateur advice to brighten your day and maybe even help you look at the world a little differently. Welcome back to the Genuine Joy Podcast. We are here with our new equipment. How do our voices sound? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> um, we're pretty excited. We have our whole new podcast set up in our spare bedroom. And I'm feeling very official. What about you? Yeah, I feel very official. I think yeah. we sound a lot better than I know. And we have headphones podcasts. on now so we can hear what we sound like, which is cool. <laughs> I feel like a DJ, you know, <laughs> I'm sipping on if you're curious, I'm sipping on a Perrier peach sparkling water. It's pretty great. What about you? I am drinking a Pellegrino dark Morello cherry and pomegranate. So fancy. Yeah. Had this at uh, my best friend's wedding this mm. past week. Great movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I had one there. It was delicious. And we decided to pick some up when we got back. And there are so many sparkling waters now at the grocery store. It is exciting. Insane. It's exciting and insane. And I try a new one every time we go. Anyways, I can go on a whole tangent about that. <laughs> but today we're going to be talking about lasting love which is what we're calling this episode basically our relationship we've been together for 11 years mm-hmm. actually it was just our like 11 year anniversary and it was like two days after and we were like oh yeah by the way <laughs> we used to celebrate all of those date anniversaries and now we're like oh we have a kid changes everything changes everything <laughs> um but yeah we've been married for four years so we thought we are probably experts at this point and we can share all of our wisdom with you guys. <laughs> Amateur advice. <laughs> Amateur advice. Here you go. Um, so let's start off with how we met, which is a story everyone likes to know. And I think it's a cute one. Do you want to tell it? Yeah. It, it always <laughs> starts off with is we don't remember exactly when we met. Well, not the day we met, but yeah, that no, we don't remember that. I mean, it was the beginning of college. Yeah. So Kelsey and I both went to UCLA and... We both played water polo there, and we probably met at one of the first orientations or yeah. something like that, but sure. we're meeting tons of other people, and slowly but surely, we became friends, and then it just kind of blossomed from there. Yeah, we lived <laughs> on the same floor of our dorm room, uh-huh. and it was this large like athletic dorm room. We both played water polo. Did you say that? Yes, I Yes, did. you did. Um, and so there's a bunch of athletes and a bunch of my teammates were on a different floor and a bunch of your teammates were on a different floor. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of the outcasts, I yeah. guess. <laughs> um, and we both didn't love our roommates too much. We spent a lot of time in the um, study lounge on our floor. Got to well, know each it was other. nice to just not be distracted by stuff in, in our rooms either, you know, cause for yeah. me, I would find something to do besides study yeah <laughs> or write a paper or that whatever was easy I had to, to do. do yeah so i needed to get away from my room so i always went to the study lounge and got more productive there mm-hmm. <laughs> yes and uh we met then we started dating the end of freshman year mm-hmm. i made the first move guys sometimes you just gotta do it <laughs> he might have turned his head away and cheeked me i was being a gentleman yeah right i'm a little bitter about it still but it's cool we moved past it yeah, so we stayed together the uh, the entire time that we were in college together and obviously past that. But um, I know that one of the things that helped us be successful <laughs> and stay together throughout that time was we knew that we cared an awful lot about each other, but we also knew that we needed to spend time with our friends away from each other right. as well. Uh, we were both obviously a part of teams 
and we knew that spending time with them was a priority. So a lot of times when, you know, we both had a free night, that meant our friends also had free nights. Right. <laughs> so we knew that we would eventually end up seeing each other later, but we would spend time with our friends first. Yeah. It was like an unspoken thing between us. It was just, we were in college and we didn't ever want to look back and be like, oh yeah, I was just with this boyfriend or girlfriend <laughs> all of college and I never really got to experience anything. So we'd be like, I'll see you at the bar later, you know, and we wouldn't, um, we tried at least not to take too much time away from friends. Uh, and I think that, um, boded well for us. Yeah. I thought it was a good balance. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of fun in college and then when we graduated, man, that's when real life started. Well, going, going back to college as well, mm-hmm. it was like, we, we also still made time to be with each other too. You know, there were a couple nights where we would be like, oh no, we're just going to hang out with each other tonight. It wasn't like it was hundred percent with our friends and then later. Right. Totally. Yeah. Other, and so. we did everything we could because we, both played water polo so we were both practicing a lot but also we were on opposite um season schedules so when mm-hmm. i was in season i was practicing a ton and he had more spare time but i was practicing and then when you when i was off season then you were practicing a ton season. so it was yeah. like we really tried to make the effort to spend time together and even our senior year matt was involved in this bruin athletic council mm-hmm. um which was basically like an asb for the athletes at ucla um and he was doing it did you do it all four years yes and so a junior or senior year i joined i forget junior year yeah two-year veteran over here (laughs) (laughs) and it was really cool to do too but also i was like oh more time with you because it was like a once a week thing once every other week once a month month. (laughs) seemed like a lot either way i joined it so we could spend more time together um (laughs) and because like i love giving back and helping (laughs) we did a lot of events and stuff (laughs) anyways um that was kind of college i mean that's a pretty quick way to go through four years of a relationship but three three years i guess (laughs) anyways um but that was great and then after college is really when like real life hit because we both moved home yeah it was a little tough i mean because we were so used to spending a lot of time with each other you know we were probably a mile away from each other at the most like you know where our apartments were and stuff like that so it was easy hey come over for dinner you know let's go do this and then we graduated and you moved back home and I moved back home and it was about an hour drive away from each other. And that was tough. (laughs) Yeah. And I was really lucky that, um, that you decided you want to be a firefighter. So Matt had to start going to, um, EMT courses Mm -hmm. and the school you got into. And I don't know if you looked for one near me or that. No. So there's a lot of EMT programs out there, but, uh, I knew, a firefighter at the time and he pointed me in the direction of his battalion chief was teaching this EMT course and he suggested that I go and take it and it was uh, the cost was not very much so that was one oh, of the yeah. one of the best things about it but I did have to drive an hour twice a week to go take classes but it was right down the street from where Kelsey and her parents lived mm-hmm. so that was really nice winning yeah that was great i was stoked about that you would come over would you spend the night those nights or no i would go back home okay but you came over for dinner during the day i was um helping out i was trying to make any money that i could (laughs) so i was uh assisting at my mom's school Mm -hmm. uh, and then i was also coaching at the time right and at that time that fall after we graduated i was like trying to figure out what i wanted to do with my life i was um for a few months there before i got my first real job um i was temping at the 
community college that my mom works at as like an admin. Um, and that was a really nice little job right after college because it was only like eight to two or something. Um, anyways, besides the point. Um, but I was doing that and then I got a job a little bit after that in like November of that year. Um, so I was like, once I got that serious job, I'm like, I'm staying here in Orange County. So we need to figure out what we're going to do because <laughs> I'm not going to like do a lot this like longer and wasn't super long distance, but you know, we kind of need to figure it out. But we're, it was in that weird stage of like, well, we can't afford to have our own places yet. So yeah. I guess we're just going to do like live an hour away from each other for a while. Yeah. And at that point too, I was very career focused <laughs> as well. Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I need to get this step done and then I can go do this. And then once that step is done, I can move on to the next step. So it was like, okay, well I don't have any money. Right. <laughs> so I need, to, oh, neither I need to make money. We had to live, live at home, home yeah. you know, and start taking care of career stuff. Yeah. And of course, at my first job, I made my best friend, Lindsay. Um, she still my best friend today. And she um, and I were both, she's a year older than me, but we were the youngest ones in the office by far. And we both had boyfriends. She had like a new boyfriend at the time. And um, I had Matt. And we, of course, were just like these young girls that all of a sudden became obsessed with getting engaged. <laughs> I swear that has a lot to do with the fact that I started to put pressure on Matt probably way too soon um, oh about wanting to get married. And it, it it was one of those conversations that we had a couple of times before we actually got engaged. But um, I kind of had a clear goal of what I wanted for my life. I was like, I want to do this. I want to save money. I want to move into this place. I want to do this. And Matt is very like... I'm going to go with the flow kind of guy. We'll see what happens when we get there. He always says, let's cross that bridge when we get to it. So he's that type of guy. And I'm like a planner. So that was a big thing that we had fights about at that time. And I feel like because we learned that from early on that we are very different in that sense. It's still today happens. I'm like, I'm tr- let's plan this. Let's plan this. And you're like, well, let's think about it. Um, you're getting much better about being like, okay, let's plan. <laughs> Um, and kind of working it out. So it's been an experience, but, um, we ended up, God, what's after staying in college? Oh, we ended up staying at the beach house. So my grandparents lived Mm -hmm. in this house in Laguna beach, beautiful house. And, um, they both passed away. And so the house was empty and my mom was like, Hey, could you guys to me and my sister, um, watch the house and like stay there? We're like, wow, that's rough. Live five minutes from the beach. Okay. So she charged us like 300 bucks rent or something just so she didn't feel like we were too spoiled. <laughs> um, and Matt came too. So it was Matt, my sister and I living in that house. We lived there for like a year. And just in a, that time, nine months, nine months. We lived there for nine months. And in that time between like the year and a half ish of living at home. And then those nine months, we were able to save money in that time to buy a condo. So that was our big first purchase. And looking back, it's like, wow, we bought a condo at what, 23 were we at that point? Something like that. Yeah. And it was actually in Long Beach, which I don't know if you know California geography, but um, we're in Orange County, which is like an hour north of San Diego County, which is by Mexico. (laughs) And then (laughs) if you go about 30 minutes north of Orange County between LA and Orange County, that's Long Beach. We had never really been there before. We had just driven through on the freeway and it's the only place we could afford a condo when we really wanted to buy property. So we ended up there for the next three lives out together. Mm -hmm. Um, I was working as a, 
what was I a recruiter? I'm trying to think of, I was like, it was a different name at the time, but I was basically a recruiter in HR for an advertising agency about half an hour drive North. Um, and I really loved it. I thought I could do it for my life, but I also, that's the time I started my blog or I had started my blog right after college, but it was this time it was really starting to pick up. So I feel like a big part of our marriage has been communication this entire time. And people ask me all the time, not just our marriage, but just our yeah. relationship. Oh yeah, in totally. general has been communication. Exactly. Like as we're saying, we lived in this condo. We weren't um, engaged or married yet at the time, and it's obviously a big commitment. Like buying a place together was kind of like, okay, this is a for sure thing. This is happening. But when we were in college, like I knew, and I I think you knew too. We were going to get married at some point. Like yeah. it was one of those relationships where it's like, yep, I'm done. Yeah. Like we are gonna be together <laughs> yeah i remember i was like almost scared to start dating you because we were such good friends and i was like if i start dating this guy that's like it it's end game like that's that's it and that's really where our relationship i, I feel like it, it's so strong because we were really good friends first mm-hmm. and then just having discussions and talks about anything and everything under the sun that started in the study lounge in college right and what, we, we were just it was so easy to talk to you yeah And I think that's a big part of why we're so close and why we're such like best friends now is because we've always had this like super open line of communication and just like comfort with each other. Like I know a lot of couples that don't even fart in front of each other. I know it's like weird to say on here, but no, it's like one of those comfort things. Like (laughs) it's like I could literally do anything, not anything, but I can do most things and tell you about anything talk to you about anything like Mm -hmm. i literally am not ashamed or afraid to talk to you about anything i'm thinking um and it's just that comfort level that i feel like will make us last because i i can't imagine being in a relationship that i didn't feel comfortable sharing my goals with you sharing what i wanted for my life that's been a huge part of our relationship the entire time and that's starting from when i wanted to buy a condo with you we would have these discussions like what do we see for our life what do we want for our life mm-hmm. what do we want to do and we've always been so open and clear about it that there's never been any holding back for either of us like when i wanted to become a full-time blogger you knew that i'd want to do that forever so when it came time i was like okay i'm making this much money this is what's happening here and you're like great it sounds good you should do it like there's there was no like oh i'm afraid to ask you if i can do this or anything like that it was like you were there with me the whole time on the whole journey and um that's still how i feel today like it's when we're building a family together and we're thinking about maybe another house down the line and where i want my career to go where you want your career to go it's just we're having these conversations constantly it feels like um and it makes it all very top of mind for us and i feel like when you have your goals on the same page with someone everything else just kind of falls into line. Mm -hmm, Definitely. I mean, and, you know, we talked about goals, aspirations, but we also talked about fears of of failure, Mm -hmm. you know, when we would have these discussions and talk about, okay, well, we have this overall game plan. Let's figure out how we can get to where we want to go. And with my career path, it wasn't like, you know, okay, I'm in this job. And then after X amount of years, I'm going to move up to this position or whatever. It was like, okay, I'm still trying to get hired. (laughs) So I need to go through school. I need to, you know, work uh, uh, as a paramedic and all all this other stuff that was required, but we were still communicating 
the entire time. It's like, okay, something good happened. Okay, now let's reevaluate our goals and our path on how we want to get there. Right. Because like that, that was a really scary time for us when we, when you were in paramedic school mm-hmm. because just for reference for everyone. So Matt had applied to this paramedic school and he didn't get it and he was on the wait list and it was like, bummer, I guess we'll try again next time. We knew that was something that he had to have. In we order. got very familiar with saying the phrase, everything happens for oh a reason. Oh my God. <laughs> Literally, you guys, like if you're in a place in your life where things just don't seem to be working out, just keep telling yourself that because... Oh my goodness. There were so many times when he wasn't getting hired, wasn't things weren't lining up. You applied, you were like second on the wait list for this paramedic school. We're like, oh my God, are you serious? That puts us like another eight months away from our next mm-hmm. goal. And like, but it's nothing like, okay, what are you gonna do? What are we gonna sulk about it? Like, I guess that's just how it is. So um the paramedic school would have started in january and so we're like okay we'll just wait till august or whenever the next one is it's Save fine some it's money fine. yeah okay we like you know reframed our game plan to be like this is for better you know um and then in the end of december around christmas time we went up to a mountain near us big bear and we were spending like a little weekend there away and on the way driving home was it Driving up there. Or driving up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt got a call from the school saying, hi, someone just dropped out or like two people did or something. Yeah. Um, You're next on the wait list. Can you start school in like two weeks? And we're like, oh my God, this is oh, awesome. <laughs> this is happening. A, this is amazing. Turning of like, okay, what are we going to do here? What are we going to do? And, you know, we made it work. We borrowed a little money for like fees for the school. Um. And we also did scholarships. Is that what you did? Like a grant of yes, some Yes, I got a scholarship. Um, and then we borrowed like a little bit of money to, from my parents and paid them back like in two weeks or something. Yeah. We were like so determined. I'm like, I don't want debts against anyone. I don't want anything. So from there, we just made it freaking work. We ate in. We didn't go out. We fully, what is it called? Just like, what's we it called? We tightened the budget. <laughs> tightened Big the time. budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would i was thinking of a different um saying but basically we just didn't spend any money i mean it was we... to the point where i was like um i <laughs> can't drive anywhere in the car because i we need to no save it until money. we get paid again <laughs> oh my god yeah it was like counting down the hours till our next payment hit um and we did that for eight months how long was that school yeah about nine months so that was the year also when we talked about in episode two, I got hypothalamic amenorrhea and lost my period because I was so stressed out. Yeah. So that was fun. But there are all these things that have happened in our lives where they were super hard, but like we, the hard parts we knew were going to be so worth it. So we're like, it's cool. Let's just keep moving forward. And I feel like, did we have relationship struggles during that time? I think it was just the fact of I barely saw each other. That was the hardest part. Yeah, it was hard seeing each other. But I mean, like, yeah, it was tough. It yeah. was draining. Right, because I was also trying to make my blog blow up. So I was mm-hmm. working a full-time eight-to-five job. And then I would come home and just work on my blog. You were gone all day at school. And then you'd come home and have to study. So we were maybe a little grumpy sometimes. I can't really remember. I blocked it out, but um, it was just a hard time. Yeah, it was a hard time. But because we had talked about and communicated with our hopes and dreams and talked about it before all this started, we knew, okay, this is, there's an end point to this. Once I'm done with school, you know, whatever happens, happens, but it'll, it'll get better. Right. 
It'll get better. Just hold on. <laughs> yeah. And the reason I, as I said at the beginning, we couldn't afford to survive just on my salary. That was another big reason that I started working my blog so hard because that was the year I started to get some sponsorships. So the harder I worked on my blog, the extra money we had would, and it made us be able to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still hard, but uh, that totally helped kind of offset your salary that we were missing. Um so yeah, it was just a lot of, of hard work. And then luckily you graduated. And pretty soon after that, I quit my job. We bought a house all in <laughs> the hopes. Things that just you... sped up real quick at that point. Yeah. And all in the hopes that we bought a house, all in the hopes that you would get hired with the fire department. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a for sure thing. We were just but we like. Knew, we knew that working, because I worked for a private ambulance company as a paramedic. And I knew that we would be okay financially with everything. Um from then on out because right. I didn't have to go to school to get to my ultimate career goal. Like mm-hmm. that was it down here. You just need to, to make yourself more desirable to a lot of departments, paramedic school, fire Academy, EMT. And then there's a lot of other fluff, you know, but those are the main three yeah. that you need to have. Yeah. You know? So once I got paramedic school done, it was like, okay, cool. I can start. And I was making more money as a paramedic than, I was as an EMT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so already I looked at it as a, a pay bump. <laughs> right. And I mean, throughout this whole thing, like I talked about, we communicated a ton and through planning our family. So, you know, we think we want three kids, maybe two, we'll th- maybe see three. We'll see if we're lucky enough yeah. to have them. Um, and even having Ruth and all these things throughout our, our relationship, we've planned them out pretty um <laughs> to the point like we think about what we want we think about the timing between kids we think about um where we, when we might want to get our next house and what we need to do to get to that point to buy another house because it's not all like things just fall into place and we're like fl- flooded with money like it's a lot of planning things out and mm-hmm. making sure we can get to the, the goals we want um and I think it's because we work really hard to get to our goals that we can celebrate our goals together when we accomplish them. And it just makes life that much sweeter and it makes us generally very happy. We talked about that in the first episode of the podcast mm. about our genuine joy and just how we <laughs> are so happy these days because of all this hard stuff we've been through and just working so hard to get to a place that we're in now. And we've also had a lot of disagreements. What? Throughout. <laughs> you and me? Excuse me? <laughs> Yeah, we've had a lot of disagreements about things too. You know, oh, you yeah. want to do something that I don't agree with and vice versa, but it's being able to communicate with each other and say, this is the way I see it. Let's figure out a way to make it work for both of us. Right. And I think that we both have sacrificed certain things that we wanted to do for the other person mm-hmm. because we both know that, well, okay, the other person is so passionate about that or wants something so bad. Okay. If that's going to make that person happy, I don't mind not doing something. Right. And I think we've learned a ton too. I have at least how different we're both changing throughout our lives. Like when Mm -hmm. we first met each other, we're different people now. Like we're, I mean, we're both pretty much the same generally on the outside <laughs> like <laughs> as far as you could tell um we're both still happy nice people well yeah yeah that sort of stuff but our wants and needs and certain things have changed over time and i found myself a couple months ago or something because once you have a kid obviously your marriage changes a little bit it hasn't changed 
a crazy amount, but it's just, there's a lot more to do on the to-do list and it's a lot of dividing things up and counting on each other. And I feel like that is such a great thing we have now because I can't imagine being in a place where I feel like I couldn't ask for help and I couldn't count on you to do things and I can. And that's because I tell you what I need. That is a huge problem that I feel like a lot of people go through is just like literally just not talking to that person, not saying this is what I want. This is what I need from you. Um, at the end of the episode, we're going to go over a couple of questions we've been asking each other most nights um, to keep mm-hmm. ourselves on the same page. But that's just one of those things that I find myself sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, he won't do this. He won't do this. Like all upset about something. And then I literally ask you to do it. And you're like, yeah, sure. I'm like, oh my God, I was just like getting upset that you weren't doing things just to do them because I thought you should. I couldn't read your mind. I know. And And likewise too, you couldn't read my mind either. Right. And this is a thing that I think a lot, I know a lot, I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of people go through. It's a very fine line because I think um, girls, women are planners we're constantly thinking we have a to-do list about six miles long in our heads and it doesn't seem like guys do and i don't think you do you really don't you'll do whatever i ask you in the moment if i ask you to do something the next day or the next week you'll probably do it but it's a lot of like we're just constantly thinking about these things that need to get done and you're not but if if i just ask you to do it you'll do it but in my mind i'm like why doesn't he have this to-do list in his head (laughs) It's one of those things like I think if you're listening to this, I'm hoping you're nodding along being like, yes, Um, but well, we had to have a conversation about that, too, Mm -hmm. you know, because there were some frustrations that were happening because you thought I was going to do X, Y and Z. Well, I had no idea that you wanted to do X, Y and Z. Yeah. Let me give you a quick example because everyone loves a good example Um, with new life with a baby we got into a routine. So obviously our schedule is different than most. Matt goes to work for 48 hours. He's home for four days. He's on this like rotating schedule. And Ruth is also on um, a three day a week uh, school schedule that doesn't always line up with Matt's schedule. It's always changing. It's super fun. But um, basically for a while we were, or still now we switch off days when he's home, the four days he's home, we switch off who has the monitor in the morning, basically who is going to get up with Ruth or when Mm -hmm. Ruth wakes up, who's going to go get her. And for the longest time, all we had to do was like before she was going to school and before she was eating solids, it was just like whoever is the person that's getting up just feeds a bottle and then she either goes down for a nap or whatever. Um, but once she started going to school and eating more food, our um, switch off days, I realized the days that I was in charge of Ruth, Matt would just sleep in till like nine in the morning, which was fine. It wasn't his morning. Okay, that's fine. And then I realized the days that were his morning to get her, I would just wake up at seven or whatever the time he woke up basically. And I'd immediately start helping with all the stuff. So I'd I'd start making her breakfast. I'd start packing her lunch for school and her bottles and doing all this other stuff. So I felt like I was always on every morning and he was on every other day and it started to bother me, but I wasn't telling him about it. I was just like grumpy when he got up. I was like, well, you're finally up. (laughs) Like, you know, I was just upset about it. And he was like, why are you being so rude to me? And then I realized, hey, Matt, we had this conversation. I was like, it kind of bothers me that this is happening. And you're like, okay, so do you want me to just get up when you get up and we'll both get up at the same time every day? And like, yeah, that sounds great. And so now that's just the routine. We both get up. Someone feeds her breakfast while the other person preps the lunch. And we both do things in the morning. And it was as simple as just talking about it. 
it was crazy. Like I felt so dumb in the end for being upset about it. Well, it's it's easy too when you're new parents and you're tired. You know, it's like, oh well, he'll get it, he'll get it, or she'll get it, mm-hmm. she'll get it, she'll he or she will he'll recognize the need <laughs> the need to do something. Well, that's not the case. <laughs> no, because you're both just, you know, especially when you have a kid, like you're just trying to fend for yourself for a minute. You know, mm-hmm. you're just kind of thinking about yourself, um, thinking about the kid and then thinking about yourself. And it's hard to think about your spouse sometimes and what they need and what they want, um, which is another huge part about marriage. Just knowing the other person. Yeah. Our communication game had to get stronger after having a baby. Yeah. It had to. Yeah. Because we were both starting to get grumpy and like, well, this isn't fun. And then we realized, oh, you know, through these <laughs> little tiffs if you will that was like oh maybe we should just talk more about things that need to get done or the what the other's feeling and figure it out because it's not worth a fight yeah when we can just talk about it now as hard as it can be sometimes it's important to just be like hey hold on time out this is how i'm feeling about this i don't like it you know how can we fix this yeah i'm sure many anyone in a relationship i'm pretty positive i don't know a relationship that doesn't have this but you know you just kind of get pissed off with something that happens and you just kind of start to get short with the other person and you're like you don't want it to be a fight but you're just kind of upset and then the other person's like what's wrong and you're like nothing you know it's one of those things (laughs) that happens a lot and it was happening so much at at one point that we were like okay we know each other and we could just look at each other like what's wrong I'm here. I'm like open ears, willing to talk to you about it. And I'm not going to get pissed, whatever you have to say. Like, let's just talk about it Mm -hmm. because sometimes I feel like I want to share something that bothered me that you did, but I don't want it to turn into a fight. So then I just am like snippy all day and that's not fun for anyone. (laughs) So we've kind of come to the realization that if you look at me and be like, did I do something wrong? What's wrong? And I can tell you in like a very calm way that you're pro- you're usually just going to respond much better and if we just nip it in the bud and we can have a fun day like neither of us who likes being pissed who likes being upset and in a fight it's not fun and so i feel like we've gotten a lot better about just like let's talk about this clear-headedly let's not get defensive because that's obviously a huge thing in most fights i feel like in relationships is just people getting defensive and entering into conversations like that has been really good and a big key of it too is listening to each other and putting your own emotions to the side for a second and listening to what your significant other is telling you. Mm-hmm. And then also calmly taking it in and then also communicating to your spouse, significant other, about how you feel about the situation and then come together and figure out some sort of solution. Right. We've gotten much better about that recently, but that's also because we kind of had to. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's really hard to listen to someone when you're pissed. I keep, I feel like I keep saying the word pissed, but... Um, yeah, it, it, well, it definitely hard, is know, very difficult because you just want to be angry and be mm-hmm. caught up in your emotions. But, you know, maybe you just take a couple minutes, think yeah. about it. <laughs> sometimes, it just, just happened the other day, sometimes Ruth will be like whiny or something and that's bothering me. But then Matt asked me something and I respond to him that I'm upset. Like I respond in an upset way to him even though he did literally nothing wrong, I'm just upset at this baby whining. Um, and that can like spiral into something else. So sometimes it does spiral for a minute and I'm like, Oh my gosh, Matt, I'm so sorry. I'm like, can I just take a beat? I was really upset with Ruth for a second and I took it out on you. Can I take it back? I love you. I'm sorry. And he's always (laughs) like, yeah, 
it's okay. But it's like, I feel like for so long at the beginning of a relationship, especially you're like, you want to stick to your guns when you're in argument or something, or, you know, when you think you're right about something, you need to like be firm in it or I don't know. You There's need a to... degree of stubbornness from yeah, both of us. Stubborn. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We have that problem. Um, and I found if you get to the point and you're just like, Oh, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm like totally fine saying that now immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, it just hit me. I'm wrong. And you're right. Can we stop? <laughs> I'm, uh, and I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm sorry. Me- I'm meaningful. I'm sorry. goes a long way. Totally. And like a, wow, I just heard back what I said and that was rude. And it's like, <laughs> Oh yeah. It's so nice to hear the other person say that. Yeah. That's it. That's for both of us. Yeah. Exactly. Even Kelsey's saying it, it's for both of us. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're not perfect. I think a lot of people on Instagram, say like couple goals how do you guys are so perfect no, blah, we're blah. Perfect. well we're not hopping on instagram stories when we're fighting yeah <laughs> who does that <laughs> um just like i'm not popping on instagram stories when ruth is melting down or something like mm-hmm. you know what you see on instagram is only the highlight reel for the most part i try to keep it real but no one wants to see that yeah no one wants to see a uh, fight or an <laughs> argument yeah I know we we don't call them fights we call them no. disagreements, disagreements. <laughs> <laughs> um so do you have anything else to talk about before we hop into our four questions? I think the main portion of how we've been successful and still live each other after all this time <laughs> is communication. Yeah. That's definitely a big key because I can look back at 99% of the arguments, and disagreements that we've had, and it's come down to a breakdown in communication at some point. Either something somebody said something in a certain tone that the other one didn't like, or it was because the other person didn't say anything in the beginning. And that's what I have observed. Right. So communication is so key for us. Right. Because we've realized that if you say something earlier, a two-minute disagreement about something is much better than like an hour-long blow out like two months later Mm -hmm. that you've been harboring in this like thing you it was bothering you about someone else um we've learned a lot but um one of the things we've been doing recently are these questions yeah so the four questions um this has been so nice for us because a couple months ago we just were not on the same page you know we just were having one of those times where we were getting those little tiffs a lot and um it would just wasn't great we weren't like super feeling like we were on it you know Mm -hmm. um so we started asking these four questions and i had heard i'd heard a um some either another blogger or someone talk about um how she talks to her husband and asks questions every night and they weren't these exact questions but i like that idea of like a daily check-in with each other um with busy schedules and kids if you have a dedicated time in the day when you can talk to someone face-to-face, ask them how they're doing, it goes a great distance. So here are the four questions we ask. The first one is, how are you? And that is like a mentally, how are you today? Tell me what's in your brain. What are you thinking? Mentally and emotionally. How, yeah. Like it's not one of those like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, good. Thanks. How are you? No, yeah. it's like, how are you feeling? Like what? what's going on today? Yeah. 
And if you're stressed, if you're if you're happy, you just had a great day. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. If you're just frustrated with something, if you're not feeling well. I'm bummed out. <laughs> yeah. I'm bummed about this or I really wish I could have gotten this. The second is actually not a question, actually. It's more of just a statement to the other person. So we'll say what we appreciated about the other person that day. So I'll just say, hey, Matt, I really appreciated that you emptied the dishwasher and took care of Ruth while I was making dinner. And I'll just kind of go through the things that I appreciated which is so nice if you know every day you're going to hear what someone appreciated about you that day. Yeah. It's really nice to hear. So, yeah. And it could be small things like, hey, I really appreciated you folding the laundry for me today. Yeah. Thanks for vacuuming. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> noticing because the other person, sometimes you do things and you don't realize anyone's actually noticing you're doing them. So it's really nice. Um, the third question is, what can I do for you tomorrow? So kind of like a planning question. Usually we do these questions at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll say, what can I do for you tomorrow? And it's usually just like, oh, um, can you take Ruth to school? I want to get this done or something simple like that. If there's a big thing, we'll ask then. But um, like if I have something going on, I'm like, hey, Matt, um, people are coming over. Can you mow the lawn tomorrow? I need you to do that for me. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Gals, can you, I'm going to work tomorrow. Can you please water the lawn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was last week. Um, he laid some new seeds in the grass. Mm-hmm. Exciting stuff. Uh, the last question is what will you do for self-care tomorrow? So we've been we're going to do a whole podcast episode about our self-care routines lately and what that looks like for us. Um, but it's basically just a de- time when that question is asked. It's like, what are you going to do that's going to fill up your cup tomorrow? We are really trying to be cognizant of the of needing time for ourselves mm-hmm. and um, needing things that fill up our cup. So like today you went surfing. Yep. Um, we're also going to go out to lunch after we finish recording this. Um, certain things that we know will make us happy. We try to make space for. And if, it, if there's nothing, cause let's be real. We don't have time to like go do, go surf or go get a massage or I don't know. There's not time for that every day. So sometimes you're like, we just say, oh, I don't really think I have time to really schedule something in, but um, I'm really going like, to enjoy my cup of coffee in the morning and I'm really going to. Or while I'm on my drive, I'm going to listen to some good music. Yeah. Yeah. Like we just that. try to think of something little, It doesn't little. have to be big or extravagant. It could be very small too. And it can be involving Ruth. It doesn't have to be alone. You know, it could be like, oh, I really want, when she gets home from school, I want to, you know, make sure we're, we play on the ground together for an hour. Or, I don't know. Sometimes like for that. me, it, it's, it can be a chore that I find brings me joy, you know, like sometimes Kelsey asked me, Oh, what are you going to do for self-care tomorrow? I'm going to take care of the yards tomorrow and that's going to be my self-care because I want it to look good. (laughs) Yeah. And it's nice for you because like, you know, you put in some music and you don't have to worry about Ruth because I'm like, okay, I got her if you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you just go to town out there in the sun that's gonna be fun for you now that it's summertime yeah i'm gonna have to do that earlier anyways (laughs) so those are the questions those are the questions i'm gonna run over them real quickly again it's how are you feeling today emotionally um what you appreciate about the other person today what can i do for you tomorrow and what will you do for self-care tomorrow so those are kind of the questions we ask you can obviously change these questions based off your own needs your own relationship if there's something certain that you want to talk about every day then you Mm -hmm. can totally do that um it's just i find if you have a designated time in the day that you can um put out for communication it's amazing so that's kind of our spiel on that. I'm going to add all this in the show notes too. So you can go off of that. Um, 
but that's what we're finding right now. This will probably change throughout our relationship too. Like I said, we're only four years into marriage, 11 years into being together. (laughs) And we just started this four question thing. Who knows how long it will last. Um, But that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. At the end of the day, we still love each other and we're each other's best friends. Mm -hmm. And to maintain that again, comes back to communication. Yeah, I know. I feel like how um, easy or tough it might be. Right. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that is the sum up of this episode. Just if you're in a relationship and you feel like you're in a rough patch or something, have a full on like, okay, we're not on the same page. We need to break this down. If someone needs to go to therapy, then they should go to therapy. If you mm-hmm. need to go to therapy together, do that. <laughs> there's apps for it, which I'll list a couple. Um, there's one that we actually got just to try out and we haven't really tried it out yet. We signed up, but <laughs> I want to do that because I think it's interesting. And I think because we're always changing and our goals are changing and all these things, it's always good to just stay on top of your relationship because if that starts going down, then your happiness goes down, your joy goes down, all of it goes down. It's not good. <laughs> Um, so pulling it back to genuine joy, I know a lot of you are in relationships and I think when you're in a happy relationship and you're communicating, your life is so much better. When we are on, when we, you and I looking at Matt, (laughs) when we are like on and in a really good place, like nothing can touch us. We're like the happiest people Mm -hmm. ever. And so much of your happiness has to do with your partners. If you are married and living together and your, your lives are intermingled. So, um, that's why I always want him to be happy. I want you to surf. I want you to go do these things because I want you to be the best version and the happiest version of yourself. Cause it's going to make me happier. Yeah. I do the it's same a little selfish as well. <laughs> exactly. You do. Um, so that's our lasting love episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I hope you have an amazing day. Oh, before we finish, we have to talk about what brought us joy this week. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my man. God. The whole point of the freaking <laughs> podcast. Um, let's talk about that. Um, real quick. Real quick. Hot second. It's actually, what day is it? We're recording Wednesday mm-hmm. today. We just got back from a trip to New York and that was amazing. I'm going to count that as this week because it was in the last week. Me too. That's what brought me joy. Watching my best friend get married. Yes, that brought me joy. Also, all the food we had, uh, everything bagel in New York, all the pizza. Um, What else brought me joy? Um, That uh, pork roll sandwich, breakfast sandwich from New Jersey. Um, That was delicious. It's a lot of food, but also all the dancing at the wedding. It was just an amazing trip. Great trip. And filled with joy. Um, (laughs) So that's kind of our quick joy for the week, but we hope you guys have a good one. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at little bits of underscore real food. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. New episodes will be out every other week. We hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Keep, Keep it, it joyful. joyful.